The other kids make fun of him because of how young he looks. Nobody includes him. They call him the narc behind his back. They do? One day, you'll be cool. So you're the kid who's been sending me those articles from the school newspaper. What do you like, the star of your school? They hate me. This is Rolling Stone magazine. We got a couple copies of your stories. I think you should be writing for us. We can only pay, let me see, $700. All right, a grand. Does anybody remember laughter? I'd like to interview you or somebody from your band. Oh, the enemy, a rock writer. How old are you? 17. Me too. Actually, I'm 16. Me too. Isn't it funny? The truth just sounds different. I'm 15. If you're going to be a true journalist, you cannot make friends with the rock star. They're going to fly you places for free. You're going to meet girls. Oh, God, it's going to get ugly. I am telling secrets to the one guy you don't tell secrets to. I know what's going on. Your mom called! I have family members with severe anxiety problems. Hey, you want to go to a party with some good people looking to have a good time? Don't take drugs! Don't take drugs! Your mom kind of freaked me out. It's Bowie! Rock stars have kidnapped my son. I am a golden god! <laughs> to go home you are home oh man you made friends with them well it was fun because they make you feel cool and hey i met you you are not cool When it comes to podcasting, I always tell the boys, never take it seriously. If you never take it seriously, you never get hurt. You never get hurt. You always have fun. And if you ever get lonely, just go back to listen to old episodes and visit your old friends. And today, me and my friends are watching Cameron Crowe's love letter to rock and roll music from 2000, Almost Famous. And as I sit here drinking some sparkling hard cider, I feel lucky that I get to be talking about this movie with those friends. First up, a man whose looks have become a problem. A man who will be throwing out the word hot in this episode like it's going out of style. <laughs> Mr. David Corsetto, how are you doing this evening and what are you drinking? I'm fine. That was a weird introduction. I'm just drinking a simple Corona because, again, this movie's light attitude created that light feeling for myself. And as I continue this introduction that I've been doing for 31 episodes, yet David still seems to be surprised by it. I uh, Next up is a man who... Uh, well, I'm just surprised by the sparkling apple cider. It's kind right. of... I went, to a, uh, I went to a cider place. What do they call those? Apple orchards? Yeah. And uh, next up, 
That's what it is. Next up, a man who has never said he was a golden god, or, or did he? A man who went, who won't let those swill merchants rewrite him. Mr. Christopher Morris, how are you, young man? And what are you drinking? Doing well, Michael. I'm a little thrown off, not not by your introduction, but by Dave Colin Corona. You know, nice light, light, uh, light it beer. Is. It's a light feeling. It's like light, yeah. this movie's a it's light a, movie. It's a light feeling. It's a, like good vibes. Inter- interesting, uh, interesting segue to one of the greatest movies of this, de- I, this century. I'm drinking, I'm sorry, I am drinking uh, Four Roses bourbon. Nice, uh, nice little southern bourbon for actually, I don't even know where Stillwater's from. They feel like a southern rock band. Good old, good old fashioned, uh, rock band hey, 70s rock band have you tried that 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 drink i told you about the other day chris no sounds good southern comfort i mean uh southern, um james uh orange jameson orange jameson so good that could have been a good drink for this podcast oh. straight out of ireland yes so almost famous very good with the critics 89% Rotten Tomatoes, 92% audience score, a 90 on Metacritic, A minus on cinema score, a, minus. A, a, a colossal flop at the box office. Did you know that? Right. Amazing. Know that. On a $60 million budget, it brought home $30 million back in 2000. Wow. I almost understand that today because it's not, it's not part of a, a, an IP or a series or you know, right. part of something bigger. But back in 2000, uh, with by uh, as we mentioned, year two thousand, written and directed by Cameron Crowe, you would have thought this movie that had its score of Academy Award nominations, won uh, best writing screenplay for Cameron Crowe, nominated for best supporting actress for Kate Hudson and Frances McDormand, uh, that lost to Marsha Gay Harden for Pollock. Uh, Bullshit. It's another. That's it's a movie you don't even think about now. Lost best film editing to Traffic. No one cares about traffic 20 years later. No. Uh, this movie stars Billy Crudup, Patrick Fugit, Kate Hudson, Francis McDormand, and Jason Lee, and a bunch of other familiar faces, whether they're people you know or faces you just go, hey, I, I've seen that guy before, including, uh, I didn't put him on there. What the hell's his name? The late, great, talking? the late, great. Phillips. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, yes. He's amazing. Great yes, in this movie. And this is Kate Hudson's first big role, too, right? Yeah. Yes. And yes. Philip Seymour, I, I, pretty much he's just most of the movies by himself, just on the phone, playing off nobody. Yeah, they only had him for like four days or something to shoot. He's, and he's awesome, right? He's awesome. And the more you watch it, he's, he's unbelievable. A lot of that budget, you, you mentioned the budget, Mike. Uh, it had to. I know what you're going to say. The music. music is, yeah. Music the songs, I guess normally they, you know, they, they set aside like a one. $1.5 million budget max. They, they, I mean, I think it was like $3.5 million. Well, isn't Led Zeppelin alone notoriously expensive to get? Well, they the haven't movies, been right? in many movies. Yeah. So I know they uh, they allowed Kashmir to Cameron. Cameron Crowe wrote uh, Pastimes at Ridgemont High. So they, they Jimmy Page allowed him to use it there. And then they, like I said, just a... Uh, absolute joy to me hearing five Led Zeppelin songs being a I used to be obsessed with Led Zeppelin uh which should we do that now I'm going to do 30 quick minutes on no 
I, uh, it was funny because I, I got into Led Zeppelin in the 90s. We had Led Zeppelin 4. My brother had Joe So, you know, the, had, had the cassette, John, should be listening to this. And I bought them in order that they, besides Blood Zeppelin 4, I bought them in order every, every you know, like couple of months and listened to them and was blown away. And I was like, you know, as if they were coming out, you know, right. 20 years later. But, uh, you know, I became obsessed with Blood Zeppelin. So huge, huge Blood Zeppelin fan. So that was one part I love about this movie. So this movie is a favorite of my buddy Brian, who I mentioned before. He had recommended we do this. It's one of his favorite movies of all time. He's thank very, God for your buddies. Yeah, we we uh well I told you I took took some recommendations. Yeah. I was letting the people speak. But he um he is very, you know, he has a deep connection with music. We have have had many conversations about music and so he's this this movie to him is uh one of his top five. Might be one of my top fifteen top ten, you know, my uh my top, <laughs> the top, you know, it's top the top ten, 10 of your you know top fifteen. Yeah. Is based off of Chris in this movie? Uh well I know they were like the Almond Brothers, right? Almond Brothers, yeah. yeah. I've been the only so, one who didn't but, know that. Yeah. It's uh and which the Almond Brothers are in. You know, they they once at least one of their songs is in the movie. Um but right, a lot so a lot of the a lot of it's taken from different rock stars. I guess uh, Russell was based off of Glenn Fry a little from the Eagles. Uh, that quote, I am a golden god, was actually, I guess, Robert Plant said that. Okay, I was going to guess Jim Morrison or something. But... It's, well, we get, you know, we get some bashing of uh, yeah. of the doors, huh, which my buddy Brian won't like, but I... Uh, I feel like that's Cameron Crowe's like, opinion, right? <laughs> I, I was, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, either that or it could have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. True, that one, true. That one, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman said that the doors were terrible. Jim Morris was yes. terrible. Lester Banks. Uh, so, yeah, it's just I I hadn't seen it in the movie, so I didn't help that uh, that box office flopping. Uh, I don't remember when I saw it, but you know, I I just did love it right away. Uh, I know it's Cameron Crowe's. It's his. Basically, it's his lifetime. You know, it's loosely yeah. based, very loosely based, life. but a lot of it is real of his experiences with Rolling Stone, and you wonder how much of that's real with the, you know, with the. What he, he said his, he said the characterization of his mother was pretty much dead on, yeah. except for the fact that his mother in this movie was shoeless, and his mother was pissed that she didn't portray him with, like she wasn't portrayed with shoes on because that was disgusting. <laughs> she would never walk around without shoes on. That's, so that's how close to his mother uh, that she was in this movie. I actually heard also that, uh, not even kidding, his mother and sister didn't talk. You know, they were they were yeah. like estranged a little until yeah. actually until the movie came out, something crazy like that, and then they oh, they, awesome. they watched it together. So this movie just but, felt like such a not just a love letter to the music, but to the yes. culture, the the rock journalism that. Back, yeah. back in the days where you only found out about these guys through these magazines. I watched the documentary on one of the uh, uh, one of the editors on of the movie. Rolling Stone. Well, a couple months ago, it was, it was like dead on. Yeah, this whole like era was dead on. Like, and how much they relied, scene? yeah, on the magazine to get yep. them known. I I, I agree. I, I love that part of it. That's not just you know it's not just a love letter to rock and roll, like you said. It's also a love letter to people who love music. Yeah. And 
rock yep. and roll, including different, just a different era. And how that how all these differences in one song in one bus could just make everyone kind of feel better. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, we that that we'll get to that. That's oh yeah, the, I just you know, but, but yes, that's the theme of it being like a uh, you know everybody it's accessible to everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's what's great and, and can bring people together. Everybody has, you know, that connection. I hadn't know? seen this movie since it originally came out. And I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I not watching this more often? I, I even said that. And I, I told you, I have the DVD. Mm. Um, but the, and the performances, every performance is great. Right. I mean, the kid is just the right amount of awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Billy Crudup is, is is great as Russell. Like I said, it was. It's how many movies have uh, have we done that Brad Pitt was supposed to star in? Well, he was he was supposed to be he was supposed to play Russell, and he. Wow. I guess he eventually said, "I just don't get it." <laughs> He's not rock and roll. I don't know, but but they, you know, Billy Crudup did learn guitar. They they Stillwater Looked did good. practice. Like, like I don't know, was that Jason Lee singing it again? But here's the thing: I've and the other movies that Brad Pitt was supposed to be in that we've done. I yep. can see him in those roles. I can't see Brad Pitt in this role. I agree. I kind of agree because, you know, he just, right. I can't see him. I can't see him as a rock star, right? No. So, and Frances McDormand is great as, as Elaine, as his mother. Right. You think that, she's going to be one way because of the way that yeah, she is exactly. with the daughter. You predict that she's going to be, right. right, like stereotype for this, you know, this certain she's very hippie. She's, she's like she's hippy dippyish, just yeah. in a different way. Yeah, it's funny. She's right. She's weird. They have the family whistle and everything. Yeah. And like I said, Philip Seymour Hoffman is great, but Kate Hudson is like the Penny Lane is the heart and soul of this movie. She's you the know glue I mean? between the two. She's unbelievable. No, I'm I'm just talking about the movie, right? That's that. Yeah, but the movie's awesome. really based on William and Russell, really. Yeah. Yes. So she, and she's the glue that brings them together. I agree. Because there's so much differences in the way they do their 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 jobs yes. or maybe uneasy i guess but. i'm talking about kate hudson's performance i have never she um, never did oh, yeah. anything as nearly as good since no. she's this was this is when i really this is when i i was like wow kate hudson i thought she would be much better in other things and i was this is you know it's because she's you know got divorced from chris robinson you know, I, she was living the that southern uh, rock, rock and roll lifestyle rock and roll lifestyle exactly so i forgot about but yeah that. Jesus. it's uh just such a great movie such such great such great uses of music i i made a list of the top best use of the song in this movie because my friend had my buddy recently was we were we were discussing the topics the best use of a song in any movie which is Tough to do. There's a couple of good fellas. He mentioned um, Tuesday's Gone and in Days and Confused, which we may do someday. Oh, so great! Oh I want to do that's something we should be doing like soon, or maybe next year. We well, Fourth of July next year. We we can do that. It's a great great movie. But I, I I just made a list in this movie like Tiny Dance is obvious. The obvious that's answer. That's like the, the it's, least, yeah. It's almost like the part of the plot too, though. You know what I mean? It's, well, so, I mean, but, especially like when you say the, it's the obvious selection. Sometimes it's just the obvious selection because yeah, no. that was that came at the right time of that movie where everyone was just at each other's throats. 
And that song is Oh yeah, no, no. Out. I'm talking about right. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the use of the music in that scene because that yeah. that song's perfect. The, song, that the song's been around for decades. For. Say that again. I was saying that song's been around for you know decades and decades. Yes. But when I hear it, I think of that movie and that scene. Of still, me too. Over anything. You can't not. Yeah. See, what's funny, I'll talk about that scene. You think it's going to be corny. You know, it sounds, it seems like it would be like corny, it's, but it's perfect. It's, it's uh, you know, my friend Sean, actually, the one person who shits on that scene, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Well, that is the one song. If you're actually driving somewhere and there's a big group of people in the car, I think everyone besides Phoebe from Friends knows the words of that song. <laughs> right? Who? And, oh, Phoebe. <laughs> Yeah, she said oh, Tony she said Danza. Tony Danza. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, like that song, I think everyone happily sings along to because it's just an easy song to go ahead and you know go at yep. it. I guess. The I other Elton John song is great too. You know, like yeah. the, is that uh, Mona Lisa? It's when Penny O'D. Oh, yeah. The great no, scene when yes. with the wife. We'll 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 get to it. As I said, over and over again. Uh, some other choices I have written down: Misty Mountain Hop from the great Led Zeppelin when they're going to New York and they find out William lost his virginity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Simon Andrew, and Garfunkel at the beginning. Simon and Garfunkel. closing off this movie though. It's such a that great ending. Yep. Cat but Stevens. also the other Led Zeppelin, the rain song, the beginning of the rain song, which may be yeah. the best when um, William goes to bed and maybe, maybe I should just get into it. But hold on, up. before you get into it though, I also think you can't sleep on Simon and Garfunkel when yep. the daughter was yep. leaving the mother. Yeah. She had a equation. This is the only way I can talk to you through this song. It's great. Perfect. It is. Love this movie. Love how they use. Love how they use the music. Um. So, let's get into it. Let's do it. You get the title credits written in pencil. You know the home movie style. You see is. I'm I'm watching room. that going. Wow, good penmanship. They're gonna do perfect yeah. every single time. <laughs> That is, how long it took pretty good penmanship um you see uh your ticket stubs you see shows the cast you know and philip seymour hoffman then you open with the album and the chipmunks which is so funny like so random i, I was gonna text is uh, almost famous a christmas movie all right you chipmunks ready to sing your song i'll say we are yeah let's sing it now okay simon okay okay theodore okay okay alvin Alvin. Alvin! Okay! <laughs> it's a good question. Good question. It's up for debate. Uh, but it's oh, funny oh, that, back. obviously, this movie about rock and roll is, uh, you know, starts with the chipmunk song. By the way, Jason Lee, it wasn't me. That's the right. He's dead. Oh, yeah, that. That's right. That's funny. Dave's eating foreshadowing. sausage. It's foreshadowing, unfortunately, how his career would go. Because I'm sure he... He was great in this movie, by the way. He was great too. in this. He's great in Kevin Smith movies. He really is. Yeah, he, yeah. he's great. He's so funny in Kevin Smith. Dave is um, eating a sausage while we're doing did he, also, did he also have a show, though, too? He did. My name is Earl. He was great yeah. on that. That was a good show. So so it's kind of like, you know, it probably shows how sheltered William is, you know, with the, with the chipmunks music. Like, that's his music now. So... San Diego, 1969. William's telling his mom why he loves Atticus Finch. He is such a square. Uh, his sister, Anita, comes home. Uh, and I, that, I was like, oh, this is Zoe Deschanel. I, yep. I always thought yep. Elf was the first time I saw her. She's great. She's great. We, we'll have to do Elf this Christmas. Um, 
So comes home hiding a Simon Garfunkel album, and because of the drugs and sex, right? Oh boy, yeah. And need is all set. Dangerous. She's ready to get out of here. Uh, but what's great is, you know, she knows she must push her daughter so hard that she has to like let William do his thing a little. Doesn't want to lose well, him too. But she protects well, him from everything, right? Well, when she walked in, she inadvertently hit the bell when she was trying to silence. Her mother had a bell tied. To the oh door. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even notice that. They got some weird, weird family things, right? With the, with the whistle and the bell. But she knew it. She knew right away that she was kissing someone. Next scene, she he's noticing how that he's noticing how other how big the other kids are, right? I love this scene. They're driving. They're driving, and he's like, uh, "So Anita's like, Mom, it's time. We got to tell him. Tell him how <laughs> old he is." So they, they show the kids in the mirror. They're all like yeah. pushing their beards. They're doing their picking their afros. And then he's two feet tall. Oh, I didn't even make that connection with that. That was the most. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. No. You should watch the movie, Mike. Um, the, <laughs> she tells. Anita's I almost like, did. They even call him the narc. And, uh, they call <laughs> Elaine says, what's wrong with that? <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing. It's no big deal. I'm 12. She skipped me a grade. Big deal. I'm a year younger. They're 13. I'm 12. Aren't I? I also put you in first grade when you were five, and I never told you. So I'm how old? You're 11. 11? So you skipped fifth grade. There's too much padding in the grades. I taught elementary school. 11! This explains so much. You've robbed him of an adolescence. <laughs> adolescence is a marketing tool. But that was the best line of the, of the yeah. little one. He's like, 11? Yeah. I mean, how, I would like to find out I'm two years younger. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. That'd be a nice little surprise right now. Not that it would matter, really. Um, so Elaine tells him he's gifted. This is when Anita's moving out to America. This song explains why I'm leaving home to become a stewardess. We can't talk. We have to listen to rock music. job great shot of her uh, her leaning down you see her point of view you know someday you'll be cool i love that she oh, whispers you know yep tells him to look under his bed all her music he, you know he has astro astronauts and atticus finch on his walls now she light a candle yeah says, i love that i love that i love the symbolism like, like he's playing that record and it just says mm -hmm. decker on it and it's just spinning and then the food is playing and it starts blaring on that's yep they play tommy they play sparks My buddy Mike, Mike uh, Bats, who may be listening, 
uh, is a, a huge fan of the Who. He would have loved it. He would have loved if Quadrophenia, because that's his favorite. You guys, uh, such a good album. Good if album, a yeah. Quadrophenia song maybe he was playing, but that would, that's Spock's is great. So, oh, did uh, I guess Cameron Crowe loves the Beach Boys too? So he made sure the Pet Sounds was there, which uh, I really admit that's one of my uh, blind spots. I wonder if you got permission from the Beatles to use Penny Lane, because he had no Beatles stuff on that. Oh, well, album one. The yeah. name, I think using the and words. Right. Yes, yeah. Would it, Maybe you, yeah, can, you can do that. Yeah. Because Penny Lane is an actual place, isn't it? Yeah. An actual place, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so think you Beatles, I think utilizing Beatles music is very hard, I guess. Yeah. Dave would have loved that. He'd love this even more if it had... Although it is, as as Lester says, it is the end of, you know, rock and roll. Yeah, rock it's the death rattle. It's kind of like me, me, rock and roll's dead. 1973. 1973. Oh, well, um, yeah, right. That, that's when disco started coming in, too, really. Yeah. No, I mean, well, the 60s, you know, was, was a, obviously the the big thing. Um, so shows him, do, they show him a little older. He's doodling. Um, he's reading Cream Magazine. And you see Lester Banks talking on the radio. Here's a theory uh, for you to disregard. <laughs> completely uh music you know true music uh not just rock and roll it chooses you you know it lives in your car or, or alone listen to your headphones uh, with the vast scenic bridges and angelic choirs in your brain you know it's a place apart from the vast benign lap of america it's quite an honor to have the world's greatest rock critic and editor of cream magazine back home in san diego for a few days Lester Banks. The Doors? Or Jim Morrison? He's a drunken buffoon, posing as a poet. I like The Doors. Ah, give me the guess who. Come on, they got the courage to be drunken buffoons, which makes them poetic. Uh, give me some white light, white heat. Iggy Pop! Amen! Oh, I just put this on. This isn't on your playlist Lester, either. I just think it's a little bit early for that. Not for me. Okay, well, that was Lester Bangs. This is Alice Wisdom, and here's Icky Pop. I'm a speedwalking cheetah with a hat full of napalm. You see him watching, he's this is when he's ripping the doors. I, I, I swear to God, he's like the more you watch this, I, I, I hadn't he's seen brilliant. this. He's enough. a genius. He's just so good the way he plays it, right? So effortless. Yeah. He Especially, is legit a genius. He's a, he's one of the biggest waste of for yeah, our time. Bad. I think. Bad. He's great in everything. Great in everything he plays. Yeah. Plays. But he he is has great chemistry with the kid. Not. Not really chemistry, I should should say, because he's kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, kind of ragging on him, but still just keep wants to keep talking to him. Well, right? He wants so everything to be true. He wants everything to be true journalism, nothing, you know, biased. But when he's like, you know, all right, I got to go, leave. And then the next shot, they're in the diner yes. together. Right? Yes, exactly. But first he calls the doors buffoons. He's, he's give me the guess who puts in Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, yeah. And um, so, yeah, then he's like, he, he, he had been sending him writing, right? Like yes. rock, rock and roll. He asked him if he likes Lou Reed. Asked him if he does drugs, right? Uh, then you know, then they cut to him, right? I, I can't talk to my fans. You know, I can only spend so much time. And 
you see him in the coffee shop telling him, you know, there's nothing controversial about you. It's great. But you're just giving him good, good advice, really. It comes out, yeah. turns out to be great advice. God, it's going to get ugly, man. They're going to buy you drinks. You're going to meet girls. They're going to try to fly you places for free, offer you drugs. And I know it sounds great. These people are not your friends. You know, these are people who want you to write sanctimonious stories about the genius of rock stars, and they will ruin rock and roll and strangle everything we love about it, right? And then right. it just becomes an industry of cool. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you're coming along at a very dangerous time for rock and roll. And that's why I think you should just turn around, go back, you know, and be a lawyer or something. I can tell from your face that you won't. I can give you 35 bucks. Give me a thousand words on Black Sabbath. An assignment? Yeah. Yeah. You have to make your reputation on being honest and uh, you know, unmerciful. Honest, unmerciful. And if you get into a jam, you can call me. I stay up late. have to make yourself a reputation of being honest and unmerciful so good stuff cut to paranoid and you see him awesome. going to the black sabbath concert getting dropped off i don't know if st would still water have played with black sabbath sure black sabbath is pretty hippy dippy early yeah I, yeah I mean, you they, think they of them were, as heavy metal right later on they're but not, even then because of the name which i know right. they were like called their, their original band was name was like earth or something like that yes i think they would have yeah. right when you listen to some of their music too yeah it? oh yeah some of that stuff so uh mother drops them off does the family whistle and yells don't take drugs don't take drugs so this is great he, he goes to the back door he tries to get in he's not on the list Guy tells him to go to the ramp with the other girls. I mean, yeah. interview Black Sabbath. Uh, the girls are like, he's like, um, I'm not a, you know, they're like, a what? A what? He's like, groupie. Right? So you get the, you know, this is where we meet Penny Lane. So she's like, this is Penny Lane. Show some respect. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are Band-Aids. She used to run a school for Band-Aids. We don't have intercourse with these guys. We inspire the music. We're here because of the music. You know, she was the one who changed everything. She was the one who said, no more sex. No more exploiting our bodies and our hearts. Right, right. Just blowjobs, and that's it. <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening. They inspire, right? They inspire the music. They only get blowjobs. Yes. Right, we only get blowjobs. Yep. So, security guy lets them all in, except you know, not this one. Penny Lane, you know, I'll do it. I'll do what I can. And you see the Stillwater bus show up. They all walk by him. I love this. Uh, he introduces himself, calls him the enemy. The manager, Dick, is like, tells him to fuck off. Russell tells him he plays for the fan, not for the, not fans, not for the critics. And then he, he, this is when he makes his w in with the band, right? He's like, I love the music. I like, he names them all. Russell, 
Jeff, Ed, Larry. I really love your band. I think the song Fever Dog is a big step forward for you guys. And you guys producing it yourselves instead of Glenn Johns, that was the right thing to do. And Russell, Russell, the guitar sound is incendiary. In incendiary. Way to go. Well, hey, well, hey man. man, don't stop there. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. I don't know if I liked it before, but the more I watch it, it's when he tries to like use big words, he's like, Russell, your guitar is incendiary. Incendiary. <laughs> Great. But he, but he showed, like, he oh, showed them that in. he knows come his shit. In. They play a couple of Yes songs, right? Which yep. I don't, don't appreciate enough. I appreciate a lot of 70s. It's funny, I told Mike recently, like, I, I had no appreciation for like Boston. Or, what? Yeah, I really never did. And then I just liked, I, I, I semi-recently had more of an appreciation for big 70s like stadium bands. You Bob know Rock I mean? or stadium band, yeah. Yeah, just like just like that type of music. I was like, geez, just like, you know, great, great vocalists. And, Brad Delp was uh, one of the best vocalists in the 70s. He was. Like I said, yeah, you know, I have blinds. We all have blind spots. Well, I think when you, when he goes backstage, he is backstage, yes, and he's interviewing J uh, Jason Lee, yes, who's Jeff, right? Some people have a hard time explaining rock and roll. I don't think anyone can really explain rock and roll. Maybe Pete Townsend, but that's okay. Rock and roll is a lifestyle and a way of thinking. And it's not about money and popularity, although some money would be nice. But it's a voice that says, here I am, and fuck you if you can't understand me. And one of these people is gonna save the world. And that means that rock and roll can save the world, all of us together. And the chicks are great. But what it all comes down to is that thing the indefinable thing when people catch something from your music. What I'm talking about is, wait, what am I talking about? The buzz. The buzz. And the chicks, the whatever, is an offshoot of the buzz. Like you saying you like Fever Dog. That is the fucking buzz. Jeff uh, is trying to say something good and he said, and the chicks are great too, right? Uh, so that's, he uses all these quotes. So Penny Lane talks to him. Uh, asked how old this is when they how old are you 18 yeah me too yeah, 16 yeah, oh, me too. Great. 15 and she's like oh. okay is Penny Lane still, is she 16 or is she she's is 16 she Penny 16 yep. yep yes David okay but she's still hot David Hot Alert repeat this is a David Hot Alert this is not a test she's still hot oh sorry. yeah yes She's still. Yeah, she yeah. really wasn't 16 in this movie so let's just be honest she was, was 21 you say, David life. you could say she's so hot it's criminal she was hot. <laughs> so fucking hot. Yeah, so she's 21. Yeah, so. She was. She was 21. 
She's only so William, she's Dave. She's only five years younger than your daughter. There, so it's completely it's cool. William, all right, moving on. introduces her to Russell a little Spock already um, so they do a little psych up circle would be was that before the yes before their uh, before their concert they, yep. so Cameron Crowe got that idea from Pearl Jam believe it or really? not really that's awesome yeah he is later he, had, he he directed that Pearl Jam's documentary at 20. oh it's so good oh that's a great documentary it was so Russell tells William to come to California you know Tell them, tell them to bring your friend. You know, obviously Russell, you know, likes William a little, but what is that, Dave? What's that? What is that you have right there? Oh, it's a uh, dildo. Massage thing. Oh, yeah, okay. that's what dildos are. A roller. <laughs> okay. You roll your legs. Ah, gotcha. Yep. Okay. I was just, you threw me off. What's the Holding mushroom it. tip on the end for? Holding it up like a phallic symbol, you know, just threw me off. Uh, okay. Jeff calls him the enemy. Jeff tells him to come to California. He calls him the enemy, a little, you know, tongue in cheek. That's like there, yeah, the the code for, <laughs> yeah, the press says goodbye to all of them. I like how he how he um, mentions everybody by name, even like the crew. But he's so polite, or he's like he's so, yeah. like this is the biggest thing for him. For them, it's oh, yeah. just another day. I, I, he's right. He's in his glory. Penny tells him she wants to live in Morocco for one year, invites him. So his mother picks him up. He's already in love. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, you can't blame him. So he writes some of the stories. Mother thinks he's going to a dance and they, they go into, you know, the in the Hyatt, which is the riot house in California, still in California. So, but Penny picks him up. She's like, no, Russell has a girlfriend. They get a little Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart had some good, great early stuff. You hear a fun fact about Rod Stewart? Does yes. it involve pumping your stomach? No, I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. No, no. Nope. Uh, my sister used to listen to the same Rod Stewart tape with Anna every night for like, I don't know, three months straight when we lived on Sycamore. Really? That's funny. Yes. What was it? Uh, it was the greatest, Rod Stewart's greatest hits every oh. night. So it's like share old stuff. It wasn't like. And it. I had to share a room with her. I had to share a room with my sister when I was 16 years old. I want to kill myself. That's, That's when you all are under one roof. And then one night, I just woke actually, up I was there too most of the time. She woke me up to that same freaking album. I woke up, didn't say a word. I went over to her side of the room, pulled the tape out of the freaking cassette player, ripped it apart into a million pieces, and threw it on the ground. <laughs> That's not right. You were an aggressive team. Terrible. I like Rod Stewart, but she destroyed Rod Stewart for me. Oh, the kid from, we get the kid from She's Out of Your League, right? Wearing a t-shirt. Yes. With yes, Jay Baruchel. Like, he's so young, man. Like he doesn't have that voice that you know him for. Now, like where he's, you know, he's in those How to Train Your Dragon movies. That voice he has. So he has. Yeah, he's, no, he's so young. He has, he has the lyrics on the front and back of. Uh, of Led Zeppelin. 
Led Zeppelin. I think he has um, Stay Away to Heaven on the bed. He has The Crunge. I don't know if you know the song. He said, has, have you seen The Bridge? It's all happening. I saw them on the seventh floor. Mr. Jimmy Page, Mr. John Paul Jones, Mr. Robert Plant, Mr. Mr. Robert Plant signed, signed my T-shirt. Five minutes ago, he... I do, no, please don't, please don't smear it. But five minutes ago, he touched this pen. Vic touched is a Zeppelin fan. Right, I picked that up. He tours with him, but not, you know, with them. Big Led Zeppelin fan, I would say. So, yeah, it's funny. So, Penny Lane makes a little speech, speaks some French, very charming. Very William's nice. falling for her already. Well, William probably already oh, has yeah. fallen for her easily. So is Russell. Uh... Anna Paquin tells him, I forget her name in the movie, tells William he's her excuse for coming there. That's when it's Penny devastated and him. What's devastated him. It devastated him. Yeah. yeah a little bit. Uh, Rolling Stone editor calls William. Hello. William Miller. This is he. William, this is Ben Fong Torres. I'm the music editor at Rolling Stone magazine. We got a couple copies of your stories from the San Diego door. Is this the same William Miller? Yes, it is. Voice of God, howling tugs, the spirit of rock and roll. This is good, solid stuff, man. Well, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Listen, I think you should be writing for us. Any ideas? Uh, how about Stillwater? Stillwater? Hardworking band makes good. New album out there, third, starting to do something. Crazy. Let's do 3,000 words. We'll join the band on the road. We'll set up billing. Don't let the band pay for anything. We can only pay, let me see, 3,000 words. $700. All right, a grand. What's your background, William? You a journalism major? Yeah. What college? Honey, I need you to do that thing that fixes the garbage disposal. Well, I certainly know how my lady gets when you don't snap to it. Crazy. 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 He's on the phone with Lester, all, you know, from time to time. He's giving him warnings. I love that Lester's like Rolling Stone, like even badmouth Rolling Stone. Like, yeah. It's so mainstream. He calls him swill merchants. Yeah. William's loving it. Uh, so I'm sorry. I was listening to the, something in the background. So I think Dave's watching the movie. There. Motherfucker can't even like stop the movie while we're talking about it. <laughs> so kids on drugs. I don't know where I even got that. Um, Elaine thinks he's on drugs, right? So she, she knows he's going to on tour, right? Yes, right, but he has to be back for a test because one of yeah. his tests doesn't want him. To, right, does she? But again, she doesn't want to lose both kids, so she lets him go. Almost Famous Tour '73. It's really a great movie title, right? Yeah, Almost Famous. It describes still why it's just pretty, pretty perfect. Trying to get Russell for an interview, the first of many times, right? Uh, they get to Tempe. The guy tells him he has a message from Elaine. Don't do it's drugs. It's the guy from uh, yeah, Modern Family. He, he's yes. young man too. Yeah, geez. He said his mother. It basically, just it's the first of many that says your mother really yeah. fucked me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Jeff's warning Russell to not trust him. Uh, he said, although it would be good to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, right? So, yeah, I love that. All the stuff about this, that, that, but I'd love to be on the cover. That'd be cool. Right. He goes, he goes to William's room. I think he's with Jason Lee. He goes to William's room. I mean, Russell's room, knocks on the door, get out of here. Penny answers, and William's not too thrilled, right? So, Elaine calls, which his mother calls, looking for William. This is great. Sapphire. I forget this girl's name. She's great in it, actually. Pronto? Can I speak with William, please? He's still down in the bar with the band. They just got back from the radio station. Is this Marianne with the pot? Hello? No. This is not Marianne with the pot. This is Elaine, his mother. Could you give William a message for me, please? Tell him to call home immediately and also tell him, I know what's going on. All right, okay. But I'm just gonna say this and I'm gonna stand by it. You should be really proud of him. Cause I know men and I'll bet you do too. And he respects women and he likes women. And let's just pause and appreciate a man like that. And you created him out of thin air. You know, you raised him right. He's having a great time. He's doing a good job. And don't worry, he's still a virgin. And we're all looking out for him. You know? That's more than I've ever even said to my own parents. <laughs> so there you go. This is the maid speaking, by the way. great kid he respects women he's doing a great job he's still a virgin and so he's you know every time <laughs> i love how calls, many people tell the mom you've got a really good kid you know yeah exactly which has to you know, she, you know it feels pretty good and then, so, she tells you she's the, and then she says by the way i'm just the uh, i'm just the maid yeah <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> it's great so potting by the pool he want he want to be inter tries to interview russell again i trust you just make us look cool just make us look cool that's what he says i think someone I forget who somebody said that in real life. Um, saying I have a girlfriend, he's worried about Penny or his wife. I forget. He's got his you wife. Know. You know, some of us have girlfriends, some of us have wives. Yeah. Some are real, you know, and then he's, but he's like, this, oh, this is the know, circus. Yeah, you, know, you meet some really amazing people, and then he's like thinking of Penny. He's like, like you. Um, but he's also almost saying about how he's outgrowing his band, right? Yes. Because he's like, oh, I, I can't tell you. You know, Jeff is probably right. So he's, thinking he's the uh, he's like the best musician yes. in this band that, you know, he could probably go off on his own. Yeah. Although those those vocals by Jeff, even though they're not Jason yes. Lee. Um, did, did they ever say who it is or do you know who it is? I, I, I read it. I forget. It's a combination. Well, it's not a combination. It's somebody I wasn't sure of. He, he tried to model himself after. Um, um, it was bad company. Um, uh, Paul Rogers. Paul, Paul Rogers. I think I believe. <laughs> the 
this is when he, uh, Russell almost gets electrocuted. The manager pulls him out. Guy yells at him. That guy's funny. Tells him to lock the gate. This is where Sapphire tells him, Yo, I forgot to tell you, your mom called. That's funny. She's like, uh, she said, don't do drugs. She, she said, don't do drugs. I forget the message. Um, and then she runs. You can see it coming. She runs into the wall. They bust out. Of, they bust through the gates, right? Yeah. Yes. You, you want to buy a gate? Yeah. You get some great Led Zeppelin. That's the way. Um, this next scene, David might like. You see some high school girls. Yes, they wave and then they get the finger. They look like high school girls too, right? They were wearing high school uniforms. Yeah, that's that's probably it. That's, that's probably a dead why. giveaway, Chris. Yeah, that's probably why. Um, and Penny Lane flips them off. You, you just love the shots, the shots of the bus and stuff like that. They're talking about Russell. She's she's saying he could be great. I just looked up who the guy was who did the voice and not like a name, Marty Fredrickson. He's a musician who's been in a bunch of things, but worked with yeah, a bunch of bands. I, but yeah, yeah I that's why I believe I looked it up twice. <laughs> I forgot we, we didn't mention that uh, the music in this movie is by oh, Cameron Crowe's. Well, the the oh, I guess, wife. yeah, Cameron Crowe's. Uh, Wife or ex-wife? I don't know. Uh, uh, right, I don't know. I, I, his wife at the time, at least. Nancy Wilson, yeah, Nancy from Heart. Right, pretty crazy. So, like I said, Penny's saying he, you know, Russell can be great. You know, the other guys are good. He, he can be great. This is it's a funny scene where the the bus takes off and doing like a little montage. The bus takes off and leaves leaves Jeff. I'm only the lead fucking singer. Yeah. So William calls Elaine from Topeka. She hears a conversation with Penny and the girl who wants to stay in the room. Yeah, right, she's that's like, they, she got the he's weed. like, I love you. Yes. He says Incredible. it to his mom, but he looks right at Penny when he yes, says it. Exactly. It's funny. And they both laugh. The girls. So he goes to interview William uh, Russell again. And this is when the t-shirts come in. Russell's the only one in focus, right? So that Jeff is hilarious. Is he's like, what, what is going on? We want it to be like Paige and Plant, like making teeth. And... Like you we know, said, I want we to be talk, the front man. He wants to be the front right. man. That's right? what he's saying. Like we 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 agreed that I'd be the front man. Exactly. He doesn't want to talk in front of William either. I think he's like, you can we can we can trust him. He's just get, he's pissed off, and then he's that he's getting all the attention. He's pissed off that um, that his friend is the manager, right? Yeah. He's trying to the t-shirts, Dick. He's not a very good manager, we know. And then you know someone has to say it, but your looks have become a problem. Which is funny. Now that I was like, what is he? Oh, they're saying he's too good looking for the band. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was funny. That was good, yeah. So Russell's like, well, I'm going to go find some real people. Now he's being disillusioned by these. Yes. Yeah. He thought, thought it would be fun. He thought it would be more fun, right? He, he's, he really loves the music. You can tell. He's like, you know, thought it would be fun. Actually talks to William, asks him about his family. Some dude's driving by, invite him to a party. <laughs> You're Russell from Stillwater. <laughs> well, yeah, on my better days, I'm Russell from Stillwater. Hey, you want to go to a party with me at my friend Aaron's house? I, mean, I know you're a big rock star and all, but do you want to hang with some good people looking to have a good time? We're just real Topeka people, man. I think I'd like to go back home. 
woman that I'd like to get to know a living They head to a little, they head to a party, nice little Neil Young. I love that they're like, come on, I'm gonna just hang out with some real Topeka people. And imagine how awesome they are. That's he's awesome. like, no. And Russell's like, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Russell's loving being there. He's talking to them all, seeing how real they are. Seems like he might be tripping already, but this then he drops real. some acid, right? This is real. This is real. He's like, do you want to see me feed a mouse to my snake? Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Williams really wants to get him out of there. He's calling the band. Williams way too responsible for a kid. You know? Right. He's okay. He is on acid though. I I can't really tell. How do you know when it's kicked in? I am a golden god. Yeah! Yeah! I am a golden god. So this is when he's on the roof. I am a golden god. Williams shrieking out. Jump. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were I'm on drugs. Yeah! Russell, I think we should work on those last words. Okay. Oh, I got it. 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 This is better. Last words. I dig music. Yeah. I'm on drugs! Yeah. Look, just come on down and we'll go back to the hotel. Okay. Jump. Jump! This is uh, Russell won't leave. The manager's Dick's talking him back into it. Uh, right, he freaks out on William. Right, he's tripping. He's like, yeah, the uh, next day, he's like, looking at me. Yeah, yes. Well, he calls and, him the enemy. So deep down, he he thinks he's the enemy still. Yeah, he says he only means half of what he says. I like what yeah, Dick's always like. Which half? So yeah. William's pissed off that he hasn't gotten his interview with him. He's like, I gotta get home. The band's all pissed off, and obviously. You know, Dick does the cool little speech. We'll see you all again in 1974. We'll start to hear Tiny Dancer play. Blue jean, baby. My friend Brian, who's a huge Elton John fan. Actually, what's funny is he he doesn't like Elton John. I sh he, he likes some of it. I'm like, what? Everybody likes Elton John. It's funny. It's a little thing we have going back and forth, but... He loves this scene and, you know, says it's great. He just doesn't get everybody's up. But I'm like, but this scene obviously clearly shows with no matter what differences people have, everyone loves Elton John. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can access. <laughs> Except they, for George Harrison. They can all. Oh, know, yeah. It, it, they, it's just awesome how they, how, how the, 
I've watched this scene about ten times in the past couple of weeks. But you know, it's you just see Russell kind accessible. of go from pouty to all of a sudden he's smiling. Yeah, Jason, you know, just Jason the, the, smiling. the pace is sent, you know starts well, with him. It's the music. Yep. It all, it's always been about the music for him. So mm-hmm. even William, supposed to make you, music is supposed to make you happy, not miserable in his mind. He was miserable. And then tickets out for gone Turning back She just laughs The boulevard is not that bad The old man He makes a stand In the auditorium I have to go home. Count the headlights on the highway. You are home. To a William was miserable a second ago. Penny Lane ad libbed this. Uh, Kate Hudson ad libbed this. It's great when she does that. It's like I have to go home, and she's like, "You are home." She ad libbed. She ad libbed the you, "You are oh, home." Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that "You are home" was like, oh, that is like, it's like trippy, but it's also like this is where you belong. Kind of yes, thing. exactly. Mikey, you're gonna have to you're gonna edit in a scene of you, me, and Dave on the. You can do like a, a like a bus. Yeah, let's sing, sing the whole thing right now. Right. Dave, you go let's first. Go. And the tickets off of God did. Blue jean. All right. So this is when they cut to Elaine teaching a class. Rock stars have kidnapped my son. <laughs> the girl so, keeps taking notes. Yes. So um, Les is talking to, talking to William again, right? And he's like, it, you know, he's freaking out because he doesn't have anything. Right. And he's like, he has to get this. Well, Lester uh, tells him what to say, right? Lester says, you, you, you're working on a think piece. You know, that like, uh, uh, you know, I, that, that'll work, right? So he's writing, he's just writing a bunch of stuff in the bathtub. And she comes in to, uh, Penny, right, Penny comes in to go to the bathroom. Then we see, you know, the girls and an underage William. This, this may be problematic. Well, who so. knows what I, how old these <laughs> girls are, to be honest. That might yeah, be the only, they, that might be the only, um, like uh, non-problematic for all we know. Exactly. They're yeah. probably underage also. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that scene, yeah, it's pretty wild. And then, but I like, you know, he locks eyes with Penny. She, she that's smiles. What, that's, and that's what I'm thinking to myself. Do they, does she loved him too? Or just she had way? feelings, uh, you know, I, she definitely had feelings for William of some kind, right? Yeah. She had, obviously had feelings for Russ, but but you wonder you wonder if that's how Cameron Crowe lost his virginity, you know. Hello. 
Hello, this is Ben Fong Torres calling from Rolling Stone. Hi, Ben Fong Torres from Rolling Stone. Hello, Ben. Such a sexy boy. Hello, Ben. William Miller, this is your editor at Rolling Stone. How's the story? Um, I'm getting good stuff out here. Yeah, it sounds like it. Man, I need some... Now listen, get it together, man. We're both professionals here, okay? I don't need to tell you this. You're not out there to join the party. We already have one Hunter Thompson. You're out there to interview and to report. You got me? Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't Cream Magazine. This is Rolling Stone. We need this story in four days. Now, I want to know how it's shaping up. Uh... It's a think piece about a mid-level band struggling with their own limitations in the harsh face of stardom. That's great. I like what we're saying. Let me try and get you a thousand more words. Now, it's in consideration for the cover, but don't tell the band. The cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Crazy. Crazy. Rolling Stone guy calls, yells at him. We need the story in four days. But then he hears, you know, he tells him about the think piece. He's happy. Yeah, that's good. And they tell him they might get the cover. Don't tell the band yet, right? Oh, he, goes to Russell, he does he say don't tell the, the band, right. right. William flips off the door. He's pissed. He's, he, this is when he starts crying. And uh, so they're in Cleveland next. Calls his mom. This is great. Russell grabs the phone. I love the scene. Hey, mom. It's Russell Hammond. I play guitar in Stillwater. Hey, how does it feel to be the mother of the greatest rock journalist we've met? Ow! Hello? Hello? Look, you got, a, you got a great kid here. There's nothing to worry about. We're taking good care of him, and you should, you know, you should come to the show sometime. Hey, Join the hey, circus. listen to me, mister. Your charm doesn't work on me. I'm on to you. Oh, of course you like him. Well, yeah. He worships you people. And that's fine by you, as long as he helps make you rich. Rich? I don't think so. Listen to we me. Si He's a smart, good-hearted, 15-year-old kid with infinite potential. This is not some apron-wearing mother you're speaking to. I know all about your Valhalla decadence, and I shouldn't have let him go. He's not ready for your world of compromised values and diminished brain cells that you throw away like confetti. Am I speaking to you clearly? Yes, yes ma'am. If you break his spirit, harm him in any way, keep him from his chosen profession, which is law, something you may not value, but I do, you will meet the voice at the other end of this telephone, and it will not be pretty. Do we understand each other? Uh, yes, ma'am. I didn't ask for this role, but I'll play it. Now go do your best. Be bold, and mighty forces will come to your aid. Gerda said that. It's not too late for you to become a person of substance, Russell. Please get my son home safely. You know, I'm glad we spoke. Oh, Drives it, thinks he's going to charm him. her over. Yeah, he's like, you got a great kid. She puts, she turns it right around, puts him in his place. Yes, of course you like him, yeah. you know? And then she's like saying, you, 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 there's a chance for you yet, Russell. It's great. He's kind of like freaked out. If you look when they, right after that, when they get in the huddle, I just looked at him. He's just... His eyes oh, yeah. are like He's glazed still freaked over. Out. Yeah. 
Your mom kind of freaked me out. She means well. this with this song and Jeff just starts on the keyboards like this band's pretty good right so Jimmy Fallon comes in to pitch them to be their manager he's a real manager I like he does the uh you know you could have sued for the getting electrocuted could have you know make more dates on the plane um so he's gonna make you money while you're young you don't get charged yeah. for the ice under yeah, the yeah. stadium yes, exactly. do you know about that and then I like you know a nice little ironic line he's like uh, you know you think Mick Jagger will still be does the McJagger thing at age 50. <laughs> and that's he's funny because that's 20 years ago and he's still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's but that's funny. That's uh right. It, but that's right awesome. right back then it made a shit took a shot at him. It didn't it's even funnier now. So this is cool. This is was this the Hendrix and the shot of the leaving their uh yeah leaving yeah. the bus walking towards their plane. It's even great. William looking back you like that, oh. this is like when Jimmy Fallon thought he was gonna career in movies too. That just kind of came to a crashing halt. I mean, who knows? He could. He took that Kona's job years ago. Well, so long. He ago. did that. He, I think he did that god awful. Uh, Barely Brothers movie. Beaver pitch that I never saw. That taxi movie he did. Oh my god! Brother. Don't even oh talk god, about that. Terrible. Chris, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> Dave, I'm over his house one night. He's like, you got to watch this movie with me. You got to watch this movie. It's so funny. Taxi? Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. And I'm looking at him and I'm watching it. I'm trying to be an open mind because I like Jimmy Wait, Fallon. Wait, had you seen it, Dave? Oh, yes. He started. He made, he made me watch it. And What's I'm like, wrong what, with you? what the fuck? It is infamous now. I think he's even embarrassed of it. He doesn't even know what he was thinking. He might have been high. He might have been. Who knows what might have been going on? Oh, my but God. He was, was he was like. I was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. She's her, her big dream is to have a fancy taxi driving car. And Jimmy Fallon's is the cop who uses like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't really want to know the plot. I, I all I know is sometimes I accidentally I, I've seen it on the guide and be like, oh, taxi. Oh, no. This 15 years ago. And I yeah. his daughter and I still make fun of him for that. I still bring that movie up. Deservedly so. That's unbelievable. Mind-boggling, yes. especially the kid. The kid likes like classics. All right, yeah. we don't need to get. Well, thank, we're not asking. You, thank God you didn't ask him what to do next, because we'd be doing that. Uh, brutal. Okay, so they're in Boston. They're playing poker with the people from like I think somebody from the Who. I, mean, I, I don't know if they mentioned which Who member it was there. Yeah. Uh, and Humble Pie. And okay, Humble Pie. They yep. put up Penny Lane, and Russell says, "Okay, oh, that was brutal." Penny Pie. Uh, Humble Pie wins. Yeah, I know. Uh, nobody's feelings are getting hurt. He tells tells them he's like. Um, so the, the next scene, Penny's asking William about Russell. He doesn't want to say anything. He doesn't want to, you know, he's but he thinks he's good friends with Russell. You know, she's like, just don't go to New York. She's a little annoying here. It's pissed that she calls him sweet. I'm the enemy. Fine, you know, I'm not I can sweet. Be, they say it can be dark and mysterious. Or yes, yeah. Finally, he tells her he got sold for 50 bucks in case of being a humble pie. I am not sweet. And you should know that about me. I am the enemy. Look, you should be happy for me. You don't know what he says to me in private. Maybe it is love, as much as it can be for somebody... Who sold you to Humble Pie for 50 bucks in a case of beer? I was there. 
I was there. Well, that's basically, that's her first, like, I think that's the first time she realized that this, this dream that she had is, is not the reality. I'm sorry. What kind of beer? Is that when he said there's no Morocco? There was never going to be a Morocco, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You're just these dreams you come up with. So he's, what, he's, he's basically challenging her life. Yeah. Yeah. And what she stood for. And I think that's where she, because she, they show her tearing up, like the realization that this is not what it's all cracked to be either. But you get, so you get, like I said, Misty Mountain Cup. Uh, when they're driving to New York and they're like, William, we told you we'd show you America, do everything but get you laid. You see his face and they all laugh. They're like, what? They love that. So, yeah. This is the, this scene, this scene's great. I don't know. It's just with Russell's, when Russell's wife is there, greets Jeff and, you know, we see why he's, it's a little <laughs> awkward. Um, and you see Vic again, who has a t-shirt because Led Zeppelin's in town. He has a t-shirt with the rain song lyrics on it. Uh, he's like, Penny Lane's here. He's like, what? Penny Lane's here. So, she had a different name, like rug something, carpet something. She had, I forget what her name was. It was under a different name. Oh, yeah. I, I forget what he said. Um, William gets a call from Rolling Stone. They're getting a cover story. Annie, Lieber, Annie uh, Leibowitz is shooting it. They need this story sent by, oh, I, he's like sent by Mojo. It only takes 18 minutes a page, right? It's amazing. I figured like he would like that. So, yeah. they're at the steakhouse. This is the scene I'm going to talk about. Tells them they're going to, be on the cover of Rolling Stone. They're all they're all psyched. Russell's wife is there. Rolling yeah. Stone. Uh, and then Penny, but Penny's there, looking at Russell. The wife's noticing her. Who's that girl? She's not with anyone, is she? That you can see Russell look at her and just kind of yeah. be like, like, oh yeah. But then he stands. But he's pretty obvious after. Yeah. But everyone, when she says that she's not with anyone, is she? she everyone, including Williams, she's with me. <laughs> right. Oh. And then it's kind of. You know, like I said, it's she does. She's great in this scene. When he go, Dick goes over to her and he's like talking, and she's like, "Are you serious? You, you're asking me to leave?" You know what I mean? Face she makes just great, great acting performance by her. I think that's yeah. the best, best acting of the of the movie she did. And then you get the great uh, where she leaves, and you get the, the other Elton John song. While and sons William goes to find her. She's a mess. She tells William he's the last of her friends, old friends or something. She, she, she took a bunch of quaaludes, calls for the doctor. My wife's had an accident with some quaaludes. <laughs> That's what he said. They show William's graduation at the same time. And why doesn't he love me? She asks uh, Penny. William's like, what? So great job. He tells her he loves her after she passes out, right? Kisses her. Yep. A little, little problematic. She's unconscious, but. Uh, doctor shows up, pumps her stomach. And saved her life. They're in Central Park. Tells her her real name is Lady Goodman. She flies home. Right, Lady Goodman sounds even fake, too. What's that? 
the Lady Goodman even sounds fake. I know, I know. Uh, she flies home. She she's she's about to fly home. I, I don't know if she realizes William's in love with her. I don't know. She makes a face. She puts the hand up. And Russell's like, oh, you missed Bob Dylan. Oh, this is on the plane. The next scene, this is great. This is a great scene, obviously. Next scene is on the plane. Russell tells William he missed Bob Dylan the night before because he was saved by his life. The plane starts shaking. Russell's Russell's having fun. Sings Buddy. Starts singing Buddy Holly. <laughs> the pilot says they're going to land in a field. Was that a Lennon Skinner? You know, reference? I don't know. That, I mean... Well, the Buddy Holly thing, we, that's pretty on the nose. That has to be. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying the landing. In the, the field, field, though, yeah. That was, that Jesus. was a horrible an accident. So the door, is open, the door opens, and you hear the pilot praying. And uh, Russell's like, you know, I just want to let you know, guys, I, I love you all. The funniest is when Fallon is like, I, I, hit, I, killed, I hit a man. I don't even know if he was alive or dead. He's, <laughs> I still see his face. The manager says he took extra money. Jeff admits to sleeping with Leslie. She's like, it didn't count. We were on a break or, you know, we were experimenting. And uh, this is when Jeff goes off on Russell. And you say you love me. I don't love you, man. I never did. None of us love you. You act above us, you always have. Finally the truth. You just held it over us like you might leave. Like we're lucky to be with you. And we had to live with it, man. I had to live with you, and now I might die with you, and it's not fucking fair! Please, enough! Doesn't like him, says he still loves Leslie. Uh, he's like, you were sleeping, he's like, you were sweeping with, with Penny, that fucking groupie. Right, Jeff says that, ouch. And then that's what sets William off. That groupie, she was a band-aid, she almost died. Was a band-aid all she did was love your band and you all used her all of you you used her and threw her away she almost died last night while you were with bob dylan you guys are always talking about the fans the fans the fans she was your biggest fan and you threw her away and if you can't see that that's your biggest problem and i love her i love her he used her, he threw her away, she was your biggest fan. That's what, you know, that's the thing about the, yeah. the endings, right? And he's like, and I love her. Um, and, then the drum, and then the drummer says, I'm gay. I'm gay! And the, <laughs> the plane immediately, the turbulence immediately stops. He's like, oh, fuck. So they're all bummed, walking out. Yeah, they're all walking off, they're all mad at each other. Russell tells them, write what you want. Uh, they're going over everything with William, receipts. They're like, holy crap. He's like, uh, oh no, this fir first, he's like, it's not finished yet. Give me tonight. You know, he look looks at it all. Yep. Oh man. And Lester says, You made friends with them. You made friends with them. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. Because they want you to get drunk and feeling like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Right, because we are uncool. You know, while women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. 
Good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. Then they get the girls, but we're smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Yeah, because great art is about you know, guilt and longing and, you know, love disguises sex and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. Yeah, you got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. You know, the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. So Rolling Stone loves what he has for him, calls the band to fact check, and they're all pissed. They, you know, some average band trying to come to grips with success. They're, you know, they, they, oh, they're jealous and fighting. We're buffoons. I sound like a dick. And then, he, uh, and Russell says, I never said I'm a golden god. He's like, oh, did I? <laughs> and the girl, this, the girl from Rolling Stone's a bitch. She's like, band denies it all. It's a fabrication. Fuck you. Uh, she was a little over the top bitchy, though. Yeah, exactly. Honest. You know, not much to work with. A little overacting. Character. He's just some fan. What do you expect? Uh, so his sister sees him at the airport. Boy, he's, a, he's like comatose. Brings him home. Elaine's happy to see both of them. He goes to sleep, and I have... I have down here. We get the best Led Zeppelin song, the rain song. So little warmth I felt before. It isn't hard to feel me glow. I watch the fire. They show the next scene with Russell is the the the, the scene is great when Sapphire is like, uh, you know what? We all know what you did to William. You know. Even Penny Lane knows. The great ending. Russell calls Penny, apologizes, says, I'm coming to you. I need to see you face to face because I'm never as good as when you're there. And I can see myself the way you look at me. And I'm sorry. If we could just get together and find some time to talk. Let's say all the things we never said. address I'm coming to you this time she gives him an address shows up Elaine answers this is you know this maybe that this is a top three scene um Elaine answers I'm Russell Hammond Anita's shocked she's funny she's like is she home who she she's like uh and then he sees pictures of William he's like oh wow laughs He's like, well, you do owe him an apology. My son is very important to me, too. And I do think you owe him an apology. I appreciate you showing up. No, no, I agree. Ma'am. There's hope for you yet, Russell. Yeah. Uh, hi. So this is, uh, 
where the enemy sleeps. You know, I think we both wanted to, uh, to be with her. And she wanted us to be together. Give her a call. You both live in the same city. Do you really think I should? Yeah. That girl really cares about you. Man, I never even knew her real name. Oh, I uh, called your magazine and told them the truth. And I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I told them every word you wrote was true. We are going to do this one more time. So, Russell, what do you love about music? To begin with, <laughs> everything. That she intended those two to be together to kind of obviously because those are the two that she inspired the most and they were the most adverse at the end but she needed to get them yeah. together so i thought it was fantastic just a great just a great movie a fantastic the of the century if not all time but next time next time maybe friends, the best movie we are going to watch something that could be considered one of the best movies of all time i've already seen it might give you i've not seen it david you've won at that too david you're winning <laughs> another point corsetto okay from next time from 1943 you must remember this a kiss is still a kiss a sigh is just a sigh the fundamental things apply as time goes by black and white humphrey bogart and some other people i'm sure who else is in this i don't know casablanca i've never seen it Yes, yes. Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Uh, that's all I know.
I'm, I'm excited to to see a, a an all-time classic that I've never seen. Perfect. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to watch it again. I'm also excited. David, are you excited? It goes down smooth for a... Good. It really does. I, 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 these movies have to be classics for a reason, so... Maybe so the I'm, great. Maybe the greatest. Oh, I'm, I am looking forward to it. A few things. Let's do a little homework. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at fine underscore movies and Instagram at fine movies, fine spirits. Right. I think <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. And of course you can find us at fans.experts.com slash fine movies. Christopher, any parting words? Nope. You want to, you know, make sure you subscribe to stranger danger, you know, All sure right, you're doing the same on that you. pod, but absolutely. I've mentioned this. Uh, David, any parting words? No, I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. All right, then. Until next time, until Casablanca, say goodbye, David. Shut up, man. Okay, I'm still going to keep doing it. We talk about great movies while drinking. We talk about great movies while drinking. Yeah, we talk about great movies while drinking. We feel fine. What to do next time? Oh, what were the suggestions? I forget. Casablanca? It was Casablanca, Mama Dracula, <laughs> uh, Behind the Green Door, and I think it was Big Big Ass Vixens 4? Fans not experts.